welcome to the Walton Biz Talk, a podcast where we have casual conversations about professional things. My name is Emily Kelly, and today we'll be discussing language learning. So today I'm joined with two of my fellow BCL tutors, if y'all would like to introduce yourselves. Hello, everybody. My name is Angela. Hi, I'm Sophie. So Sophie and Angela are both tutors of the BCL, but Angela is also a Spanish professor at the university, and Sophie is learning Chinese. So before we dive into our conversation today, I would like y'all to just like kind of talk a little bit about yourselves for our, our listeners, just kind of in relation to language. So um, what made y'all want to learn another language or become bilingual? Okay, well, in my case, I'm from Colombia, and one of the things that happened in Colombia is that while I was growing up, we had a lot of TV from the United States, a lot of music, a lot of popular characters, so there was a big influence in my life, having all of these Disney characters and movies, but somehow I felt all the time that I was missing something. And then I started to listen to music and I wanted to understand. So for me, it was that cultural influence that ignited my curiosity. I would say for me, I really wanted to learn Chinese because I know it's so important for the business world. And one day I'd love to go travel abroad to China or Taiwan and be able to work there or work with like different Chinese people and business here. So I was just really drawn to it. And I really love the Asian culture now. I think it's really fascinating and it just gives me a different perspective. That's awesome, y'all. And it's so great to have, you know, two different perspectives in this episode, you know, with two different languages and especially both y'all's different backgrounds, how you got into it, like you said, with cultural, you know, that was what drew you in. And then for you, it being obviously part of what you're studying. Um, That's awesome. So, you know, your experience with language so far. So how long have you been, Sophie, studying Chinese? I've been studying, so I started senior year of high school, so I think it's been like two years now, but mm-hmm. before I was studying Spanish for a while, and then I spoke Spanish at like this Mexican place I worked at in my hometown, but now like I shifted gears and I'm just focusing on Chinese for now, so I think it's been about two years. I'm currently in intermediate one, and then I'm going to be like doing all the levels, so advanced business Chinese and culture mm-hmm and speaking conversational so I'm really excited I'd love to like either go this summer to Taiwan or South Korea or China and then or next year oh my gosh that would be so fun that would be so fun how for Angela for you how many years have you been bilingual well it's hard to tell because I started uh, like grabbing things from here and there Mm -hmm while I was growing up and I'm self-taught so I never went to an English class I learned by immersion, and then I read some books, and then when I was a grown-up, I started working with people that was native speakers. Mm -hmm. So uh, in my case, it's hard to tell. I think I started like translating lyrics for songs since I was 10, and it's more than 20 years ago. I'm not going to say my age, but yes, it's a long, long, long time ago, and now I'm a language instructor, so I'm in a different mm-hmm. position now. And I've been doing this for the past 10 years or so. 
Wow. Wow. So what would y'all say has, and I know this is a very general, broad question, but um, your experience with other languages outside of English, obviously, do you feel like it's impacted you in any sort of positive or negative way, or even outside of that small box of those two things, do you feel like it's impacted you in any way whatsoever, like in any way in general? I think, and we were discussing this before we started recording this podcast, but mm-hmm. I think languages um, make your emotional repertoire bigger. So there are some emotions that you learn how to express in your native language, in your mother tongue, but then there are some other cultural emotions and ways on you know, experiencing life that you are only able to express in another language. So I think it makes you a fuller person, a, a more complex person. And I think that's awesome. I completely agree with Anula. I think it really exposes you to like a different type of culture and a whole different side you've never seen before. And I just love being able to go to different restaurants or stores and being able to see like different Chinese characters. I'm like, oh wait, I understand that one. Or if there's any native speakers, like native Chinese speakers in the area or that I run into, it's just super cool to meet them and hear about their perspective and just like grow my understanding of the Asian culture because I know a lot about European culture, but I don't know much about Asian culture so I'd love to learn more about that and I think it just brings me into like a different whole different world with foods and traditions mm-hmm. and just the whole like language and sentence structure so 100% I could not agree more especially going off of kind of what you said as well it really it makes you more of an empath and it can help you know help you expand your emotions and your perspectives. And I definitely experienced that myself. Um, This past summer, I studied abroad for a month in Rome. And so being in Europe in a um, whole different culture, a whole different language, it was obviously a huge shock. And, but I came out of it, I feel like a whole different person, like a whole, you know, after experiencing just a whole different culture, a whole different language. And especially having the opportunity while I was there to bond with and be come closer with some, you know, native Italians, um, who like bond over our similarity in the sense that I was trying to understand them. They were trying to understand me and it was opposite languages. And there was a lot of just small things like that, that I feel like really exactly like you said, it really expands who you are. Um, so kind of switching gears into a more, advice type perspective what would y'all say if for someone who wanted to learn another language where would you recommend starting off at like what would be your initial advice like piece of advice for a newbie to other languages well I have to I have to say I have two takes on this one so as a learner because I learn by myself if a person doesn't have the time, the resources, the, I don't know, if it is not possible for a person to go to structured classes, there are a lot of resources that can help you to start that path on your own. And I'm talking about the apps for learning language, but also I think that it's so important for a self-learner person, I don't know if that's the right word in English, right now but if you want to learn by yourself it is important to find a motivation something that is really really like inclining you to learn 
it could be music, it could be films, it could be your interest in a certain business area, it could be some sort of traditions or political views that you are really wanting to know about. So I think motivation, but as a teacher of language, if you are in a structured class, what I can tell you is that taking notes and memory and being so organized is so important for language learning. So those are my two points of view on that. Arnold makes a really good point about, you know, finding the motivation and being not, like, not being able to have access to a class, because I would always say, try to take the class, because it keeps you on track with the homeworks and everything, and meeting different people who are on the same track as you, but at the same time, if you don't have access to that, there's so many different YouTube videos available that are actually really interesting. I, I started learning Chinese because my friends sent me, like, these Chinese songs, and they were, like, listening to these, like, elementary Chinese songs and even though they were for kids like they kind of gain you in they're catchy they're easy to learn and so watching those YouTube videos and just different topics too like if there's something I'm interested in like food like watching a video about food and then you know that visual learning like really sticks with you or I would say apps too there's a lot of great apps out there and just like having that motivation like sticking with it is really hard sometimes but if you just write down a goal and like why you want to do this and try to set yourself to that every week or one every day like trying to figure out the time for it but yeah I would probably say just like informational lesson videos on it too or like I'm starting to do this thing where I want to write about my day every day in Chinese so like at the end of the day I try to like write about it and so that's been really interesting just helping me um, just remember like you know sentence structures and the characters so and I would like to add that both for the self-learner or for the person that is in the structure class it is so important to expose yourself to the culture because grammar is so important for learning a language but cultural awareness and that cultural bond that you can establish is what makes you really fluent, That what makes you succeed in the acquisition of a language. So it is important for you to expose. Maybe at first you're not going to understand fully, and of course there are some times that it's going to be frustrating, but the more movies you watch, songs you listen, books you try to read and understand, the more successful you're going to be. Yeah, because the textbook doesn't always have, you know, the phrases that people in that area would use. So if you listen to, like, videos or just read a book about the culture or something about the culture, you can really figure out, like, what people actually say and, like, what terms they use. That was incredible, incredible advice, y'all. Seriously, I mean, from start to finish, I feel like you both covered uh, so many things that someone new to learning languages would need to know. And I know, especially going off of what you said, Sophie, you know, there's a lot of issues that people can struggle with dealing with motivation and dealing with, you know, reminding themselves why they started learning a new language in the first place. And so I think having a system like what you have with writing your day down in Chinese like that is like that's a very good creative out of the box idea um you know I personally before I went to Italy I know I tried to do the flashcards and the apps and things like that and I just couldn't I just didn't have the motivation and I just I didn't see it all the way through and I went there and I knew like how to say coffee and that was it <laughs> and so um you know I definitely think 
like systems like what you're doing is a great way and same with you on whole like you know watching movies watching shows listening to songs like that's for sure I feel like one of the much easier ways to ease into um ease into learning a new language and so that was really awesome advice y'all um <laughs> Angela, I just have to ask you, this is not necessarily related to our questions, but I've heard that when you are really truly bilingual, or like whatever people define that as, that you dream in both languages. Have you ever dreamed in the other language? Like, have you ever dreamed? Okay, first I have to say this, and is uh, sometimes I don't feel like I'm completely bilingual, and I'm, I'm just reviewing in my mind how many grammatical mistakes may I have done during this interview, because of course when you are under pressure, you are more anxious about it, and you are not like so fluent or as fluent as you normally are. But uh, regarding your question, it is funny because sometimes this anxiety to perform in your second language uh, goes to your dreams, goes to your subconscious mind. So sometimes I have dreamt in English, of course, but it's all about all my dreams related to work, <laughs> to responsibilities, <laughs> to, you know, every, everything that gives me some sort of anxiety Oh no. It's it's more possible that I will dream about that in English. Yeah. It's it's really funny, but yeah, <laughs> but it happens to me. Yeah. That's so funny. Were you gonna say you had a I had a nightmare about in Chinese the other night? <laughs> and it was so like like we my teacher made a joke last year and she was talking about how she learned a new people she was teaching a new sentence structure and someone had a nightmare about it and literally like I just had a nightmare the other night about a new structure that we were learning and I was trying to be able to like speak to a Chinese person and it wasn't coming out right so sometimes I do have dreams in Chinese but they're always like anxious <laughs> even though it doesn't make me anxious like I love learning it and I love the class but yeah yeah having to perform even, yeah. yeah in a second language is hard and and you know it's so funny that I have job related dreams yeah. in English <laughs> And but when I'm when I'm dreaming about some other emotions, I don't know when I'm dreaming about uh, my family or something more right. romantic. Normally, my dreams are in Spanish because well, because I th that's home. Uh -huh. Sorry for to me. make you anxious. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> well, I'm getting there. You know, like I fell in love here in the United States, so hopefully my future romantic dreams will be in English. Yes. Why not? Yeah, well, hopefully we'll cross our we'll cross our fingers hard. Well, I just want to thank Anhala and Sophie. I want to thank you both so so much for your time today coming onto our podcast. Listeners, this has been another episode of the Walton Biz Talk, a podcast where we have casual conversation about professional things. I'm Emily Kelly and I'd like to thank all of y'all for tuning in and we'll all see you next time. 